Welcome back to Between the Sheets with Melissa and Scarlett. And we are on episode... Seven! Seven! Seven, seven, seven! So I, uh, I, uh, I'm going to issue a little apology for the delay. We try to have these out every Saturday, but my, uh, my past weekend was pretty terrible. I'm not going to go into details because this is not the place for that. No, you had family trauma. Yeah, family trauma. But what is the best cure for family trauma? Weird sex news. Oh, I was going to say drugs and alcohol. <laughs> Those as well. <laughs> All of the above. Wait, that was totally inappropriate. Therapy? <laughs> <laughs> this is my therapy. So welcome to Therapy Sessions <laughs> with Traumatized Podcaster. Okay, so I'm just going to go right into it. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so Scarlett sent me this a while ago. Did I? I think we think. We're not until, <laughs> it was in my inbox, and I'm not sure who sent it to me. It was probably me. Um, I'll just say it was me. How's yeah, that? Yeah, just, just own it. Okay. So the title is... Because you know I'm shy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said that with a straight face. Yeah, you can't say that with a straight face. <laughs> okay, so 15 strangest sex fetishes. Do you have one? So here we go. I'm just going to oh, launch. Out, eh? Yeah, we're just going to launch right into this. I'm not going to read the little intro paragraph because blah, blah, blah. Come on. <laughs> and this is when I fight with my iPad to, like, change. Okay. First up, we have, oh, God, now I have to pronounce these crazy words. Agalmatophilia? Agalmatophilia, which is mannequin love. Yay, like Mario Bava. Excellent. Woo. Come on, are you just seeing Hatchet for a Honeymoon? <laughs> no, I'm, oh. I'm picturing an incredibly oh. silly and embarrassing 80s movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you remember that movie, though? Which one? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, there's like a million music videos that, that have mannequins in them, but no, there are certain directors that you can see through their body of work had obsessions with mannequins, and Baba, when he was growing up, I believe his father was a mannequin maker. There was some in, somewhere in his background, and so they, they reoccur in his movies quite a bit, but yeah. So mannequin It's never love. been my obsession. No, and I guess people... Do they have sex with them? They do, and they like to put them actually in their bedroom, and it's not just mannequins, it also applies to dolls or statues. So you could, you know, have like a... I can't imagine, though, trying to have sex with, like... A Barbie doll? Well, a Barbie doll, actually, I can kind of imagine. <laughs> but I, what I was picturing was, when like... when I was growing up, you know, I had the G.I. Joe, and then I had, like, the Angie Dickinson doll that had all the movable limbs. And let me tell you the things that G.I. Joe used to do to Angie Dickinson. Oh, no! <laughs> okay, well, I have an embarrassing confession. <laughs> so when I was little... Um, and, and this is actually in my book, In the Now, where I have all my embarrassing confessions. Um, I first started masturbating at the young, young <laughs> age of eight. I was a kooky I was kid. That, yeah. Yeah. So, and I had a life-size Raggedy, Ann, Raggedy Andy <laughs> doll. And I totally used to hump the crap out of my Raggedy Andy doll. <laughs> so... I guess when I was young, I had this agamalmatophilia. I'm totally not pronouncing this no. right, but it doesn't matter. 
Yeah. I, I have no idea. I don't know. But so anyway, yeah. But the, but the statue thing, I can't imagine. Because that would be kind of hurt. That's just hilarious. <laughs> well, he was life-size, and you, you know, for an eight-year-old, he was cute. Yeah. So. That was one of my earliest, most horrifying memories, is being, like, maybe... That was before my sister's born. Before... And, like, discovering masturbation. Be like, look, I, I learned this really cool thing and trying to teach my best friend Scotty how to do it. <laughs> and his mother coming in. And we lived in this Seventh-day Adventist commune. And she was so fucking horrified. It oh, was just God. like I was the Satan incarnate. Thou shalt not touch thyself. Yeah, and I'm like, what are you talking about? This is great. Man, I'm telling you, if there is a oh God, God, God totally meant for us to touch ourselves. <laughs> Because, like... Did you hear that, Christian? <laughs> Why have it there? It's exactly. so easy to reach. Jeez. And monkeys do it. All kinds of animals do it. So, you know, it's nature, man. Okay, let's move on to the next okay. one. So the next strangest sex fetish... Oh, God, here's another crazy word I have to embarrass myself trying to pronounce. Ur- uh, Urs- don't look at me. I can't, I can't even <laughs> see it from here. Let's see. Ursus... Ursusagalmatophilia. Ursusagalmatophilia. Which essentially yeah, means... Plushies! Plushies! So, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of the furry scene. But are, isn't there a difference between plushies and furries? Let's see. I'm going to read it. Okay. Some people like to dress up like animals, calling themselves furries or plushies, and seeking out like-minded individuals. This fetish is known as, and that's that word that I'm not even going to bother trying to say again, and it's surprisingly popular. Quote, there is a big (laughs) furry scene, and it seems to be based on people who like to anthropomorphize animals and ascribe them with human qualities, generally cute qualities, says Dr. Ian Kerner, a sex therapist in New York City. Ursumaga blah 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 philia. That's my new pronunciation. <laughs> I was gonna say, wow. <laughs> you smart. Is distinct from zoophilia, which involves sexual attraction to real animals. Well, it, yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, like, because that one's like a bit ew. Yeah. But, and they have, like, a guy here, like, dressed up, in, like, as a chicken no, with a red I, cape. I've known lots of, I, I, I've had lots of friends that have been way into the furry scene and, and that are plushophiles and whatever else. You know, I, I, could, <laughs> I, 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 it's not my thing, but I can see the charm of it. I, right, you know, right. I, I, well, they're, because they're yeah. cute. You know, I do like wearing do my little, see, like. like people that, do you think happens because they get like intent on mascots like I've known people oh, that had a real thing maybe. for like people being naked with mascot heads and maybe yeah I don't know totally I bet you that is somehow related we'll have to find out if you've ever had sex with a mascot <laughs> <laughs> which I'm not tell us okay so the next one is partialism or gas pedal honeys what some people are turned on sexually by a specific body part. For example, a woman's high-heeled foot. There are many websites devoted to so-called partialism, including those who love, quote, gas pedal honeys. Images of stilettos on a gas pedal. Well, that's pretty damn specific. It is, but I think it's hot. Yeah. I think it's totally hot. I love driving in high heels. Oh, my God. Absolutely. <laughs> it's totally sexy. <laughs> Absolutely love it. I'm one of those people who I seriously can't drive with any shoes on. I have really? To, yeah, I have to drive barefoot. I have this, like, weird thing where, 
for me to feel comfortable with the pedals. And I used to drive a stick, like, yeah, all the time. I and, didn't drive stick. And for me to feel, like, one with the car and comfortable with everything, I'd have to, like, totally go barefoot. <laughs> I used to get yelled at, like, by people. and be like, what are you driving without shoes on? What's wrong with you? And I'm like, it's so I can feel the car, man. <laughs> I know, I'm a total weirdo. No, I love, I love driving in heels. And, like, what I used to get dressed and stuff for the clubs and have, you know, the six, eight-inch heels on, I totally get out of the car and pump gas in those heels and, like, latex pants and, you know, <laughs> airline, Air Force jacket and, like, whatever else. And so just we'll have make to, a big, huge show of it. We'll have to do a stiletto gas pedal photo shoot then, I think. I'm down. <laughs> okay, so next up on our list of strange fetishes, if I can... Uh, Hello. <laughs> Make it work. There we go. Oh, God. Another crazy word. Salary, Sally, Sallyrophilia. I like it dirty. And it says... <laughs> she just <laughs> got really quiet. <laughs> the showering before sex may be the routine for some people. Others like the idea of getting dirty during sex. Literally. Like rolling around in the mud? Yes. Exactly. Smear their makeup, mess up hair, rip clothing. It's a whole... That's a fetish? That's apparently a whole fetish. Wait, yeah. there's people that have... That that take a shower before having sex? No! <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Well, not really, but... I actually have a friend, and he would kill me for <laughs> telling this story, but I'm going to tell it anyway and just hope that he never listens to these podcasts. Um, he was telling me about this girl that he was dating, and she was so weird about cleanliness that they abs- they could almost only do it in the shower. It wasn't just a matter of showering before sex, which was an absolute must, but they actually had to have That's sex so in crazy. the I shower. Just, I can't even, you know, like, I get it, I get it, but I, I just, maybe I was over in Europe for too long, but, <laughs> you know, like, I... I take a shower every other day every couple days doesn't really make a difference like I'm just not hung up on that shit I can care less me neither yeah and besides like the less the plus getting messy is fun yeah getting messy is fun and you know it's totally fun alright the next one is god these words hybristophilia or criminal love and they have a picture of Mickey and Mallory Knox from National Born Killers okay so it's like being in love with people in prison exactly yeah which I didn't realize like this was a whole I thing. Didn't, uh, well, I mean, it makes I, sense though. Yeah, you yes. always hear about these stories about women writing to men and yeah, prison. writing to men and writing to the knights to Richard Ramirez. Yes, I mean there was only once in my embarrassing life story where I wrote to someone in jail. Did you really? I did I've never done once. that. But it was Robert Downey Jr., so uh, it doesn't okay. count. <laughs> I'm like, I've had to, you know, pay bonds and get partners out of jail, but no. I've never written, yeah, you know. Yeah, no, I wrote a letter. It's, it's kind of embarrassing, so I'm, I'm just not going to tell that story. But yes, that's the only person I ever wrote to in jail. Okay, next up is, oh, here we go. <laughs> this is right up both our alleys. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Hema to... Shit. Hematolagnia? Hematolagnia? Vampire sex. (laughs) Okay. A fetish known as hematolagnia 
involves using or even drinking blood in a sexual way or having erotic thoughts about blood. Okay, no. See, my vampire thing doesn't do that. Like, yeah, no. I'm, I'm not into blood, but You're I... You're into the teeth. I'm into the teeth. I know. I know. I know. I even had the teeth, but yeah. <laughs> but no, into blood drinking? No, that doesn't... That's not a fetish... No, that yeah, the, the blood drinking part, yeah. The, it was just the, when I first read it, I was like, yeah, vampire sex, that's totally hot. But my <laughs> mind goes to, like, Anne Rice's, like, sexy, you know, yeah, vampire line. Next up on our list is... No, I just like the fucked up teeth, you know? It's <laughs> just, just a thing with me. Well, you you know, I, you know I'm okay with this because I we were talking earlier. I just had to go to the dentist because I needed to get a crown and they wanted to do my canine teeth. And I had like this panic attack over it because I love my canines and I was yeah. like I was like, Don't make them square. You have to keep my canines pointy. You're like, make them longer and sharper, please. Exactly. This and they did. Done. Yeah, I know. They, they made them job. they made them a little bit bigger. So I've got yeah. a slightly larger vampire tooth. So I'm I'm kinda happy. Now I'm like, <laughs> do the other side. <laughs> Okay. I had vampire teeth, and they were from a mold. It's like years and years ago that I got them done. It was a bridge, and they looked so great. Um, unfortunately, the guy that made them, I think, stabbed and killed his roommate and went to jail forever. But Ooh. Um, the only thing that sucked about them was that you lisped really right. terribly when you were wearing them. Yeah, yeah. That was not sexy. Yeah. But they were sexy. <laughs> I, I, I fucking loved them. I loved them. Okay, next up on our list is mechanophilia. Hey, one I could pronounce. Yay, but let me guess. People who love cars, like Mark Bullen. Judging by the ads on TV, cars are sexy. But for people with mechanophilia, cars, gizmos, and assorted gadgets are central to the sexual experience. Quote, Generally, there is an exhibitionist element for the person being stimulated by machine as well as general submission slash domination themes. This is from that Dr. Ian Kerner. <clears throat> okay, you kind of lost me there, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> so does that mean, like, the movement of the car and the gadgets or whatever is what gets them off, or is it being in them? I think it's a, probably a mix because it's not just cars. It's any sort of any any. It's basically like any kind of tech technology machine kind of thing. You know, it could be anything with an engine, anything. Okay. That, you know, I mean, like a tractor. Because I, I saw a porn not that long ago where the guy was masturbating against some huge machine, and now I can't even remember what it was. It was it was terrifying, but it was it was kind of hot at the same time. Well, I have to say, I mean... It's like underneath a huge truck. Well, this thing, it says... It's a drive shaft. Gizmos and assorted gadgets, so I'm going to say that, you know, computers and whatnot might fall into that as well, and I have to tell you, I just recently got a MacBook, and... I am totally sexually attracted to that smooth, <laughs> slick motherfucker. Are you kidding me? Last time I had a MacBook, I had a PowerBook 180 from, like, 1992. I've never had one, so, I, yeah. My old one is the most unsexy thing you can imagine. But this new thing, this, like, MacBook Air, it's all super slim and silver. And I'm like, oh, I want to bring it to bed with me every night. <laughs> you want to cuddle with it? I want to cuddle with it. I want to love it until the Repo Man shows up and takes it away. <laughs> Okay, next up is, oh, God, another word I have to, 
Odaxalagenia? Odaxalania? Odax... I like that you hold it towards me and I can't even... I, uh, yeah. <laughs> let me make it bigger. Odaxalagnia? Lagnia? Odaxalagnia. Odaxalag... Anyway, it's called Bite Me. Do you like to bite your partner? Or maybe you find being bitten a turn-on. <laughs> you don't have to be a vampire fetish to have what's called Odaxalagnia. I'm so guilty. Yeah. <laughs> 100% guilty. Biter. No, I'm not a biter. You like to be bitten. <laughs> Note that world. <laughs> Listeners. Scarlet likes to it be bitten. It has to bitten. be in the right places. But oh, yeah. yeah. You want to share those places? No, or so I, I move really on? don't. <laughs> Next up on our list... Dacrophilia. Are those tears? I'm going to read it because I don't know. Yeah. Do you enjoy making people cry? Not, um, a person who gets turned on by tears and maybe the emotional intensity that comes after making nice with his or her victim is called dacrophiliac. Or sociopath? Yeah. Fuck no. Fuck that fetish. Wow. Out of there. Next. Yeah, that's terrible. It says here that as long as it's consensual, there should be no need for concern. But I have a feeling that a lot of people uh, who get off on this are not doing yeah, it consensually. Yeah, I was just going to say great. Consensually, yeah. No. Because Matt. don't make people cry, man. That's not cool. Unless it's like a book and you're killing off a beloved character. Or if you're watching different. Gone with the Wind or something. I mean, come on. Right. But, but in uh, the bedroom, no. No, but he's saying that you get off on making somebody cry. You get off yeah. on their pain. And I, I guess if that's your dynamic, whatever. But I'm I, not, I don't I'm not see cool it. with that. No. Okay. Next up on the list. And I have to try to figure out how to pronounce this. Auto and oh, autoandrophilia. Okay. Pre- just pretend I'm a boy. Women who are turned on by dressing up as and or imagining themselves as men have a fetish known as autoandrophilia. Both heterosexual and homosexual women can apply. Wow. Wow. Have you ever dressed up like a man? I have, actually. Yeah, yes. me too. And I quite got off on it. I have I, to say. You know, it was funny. I did a fashion show where we all had to dress up like men. Nice. And it was hilarious because, like, I was this big... Elvis and and like so I'm downstairs with my little mustache and like my hair slicked back and whatever else all the ladies are dressed up and you know we all come down all girly and then when everybody's in character like we're smoking cigars and the testosterone is just like wafting everywhere (laughs) but it was great because when I went on stage like I did my whole little routine and then I had picked up this giant pair of um uh, they weren't cheetah print. Oh, zebra print. Um, they were like like neon zebra print oh my God. underpants that I had given to a friend of mine who was in the audience. And they threw them on stage when I got to the end of the stage and I wiped my sweat with them and then pretended to sweep <laughs> them and threw them back at them and then That's went off. Awesome. And everybody was like, you are fucking you know, this is hilarious. It was oh, that's so awesome. gross. And I was like, yeah, but it worked. It worked. I actually, I had a friend who was a drag queen. Mm-hmm. And I have to just say. Oh, that's a drag queen friend. She was freaking gorgeous. Like the most gorgeous drag queen I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And she had this big event that she had to go to and she couldn't find a date. And she asked me to go. 
with one caveat. I had to go had as to be, a man. You had to be a man. Yeah. And I was like, of course. Are you kidding? <laughs> you don't say no to that. I get to be a glamour date. It was yes. awesome. And I had really, really short bleach blonde hair at the time. Mm-hmm. So I sort of slicked it back. And I had this velvet suit on with like a shirt underneath Aww. that had ruffles. And I had platform shoes, and I drew on like a did little you do mustache. The mustache. I did. I Aww. did. I went. I went full on. I had so much fun, and I was like, I kept grabbing my crotch. It was great. Yeah, and I just remember too. <laughs> I was dancing on stage for a band called Sheep on Drugs, and I had, and they were doing a cover of uh, Velvet Underground's "I'm Waiting for the Man." And I came out dressed like a man with the little mustache on, and then stripped down to a woman. But I left the mustache on, and nice. it was just like. <laughs> insane. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Okay. Well, that concludes that list. <laughs> okay. So, the next thing that we're going to do in our podcast, and this might be a new thing that we introduce every week if we can find enough material. So, last week, we uh, we read a little synopsis of... of Reganosaurus. Yes, of an author that we, <clears throat> we love now. And, um, <laughs> Who got in touch? <laughs> yeah, she got in touch on Twitter, and she's and awesome. Thanks to her, we have our new bands. What is it? Hand job genocide and yeah. monster cock worship. Yes. So, um, so she inspired us to um, to introduce this new weekly segment where we will uh, talk about one book on Amazon or wherever that we think is kind of interesting. So this interesting. Book. I like that. That's like such a kind <laughs> choice of words. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So the book that we're going to talk about this week is called "Pounded in the Butt by My Own Butt" <laughs> by Chuck Tingle. I love Chuck. Is it Chuck Tingler or Chuck Tingle? Chuck Tingle. Okay. And here is the synopsis. Kirk is a scientific researcher on the leading edge of cloning technology. But his team has reached a standstill. In an effort to stabilize rapid clone growth, researchers have been taking DNA from various parts of their bodies and combining it with small amounts of animal DNA. But when the scientists combine samples from Kirk's butt, brain, and a hawk, the resulting effect is a handsome, living ass <laughs> who immediately sweeps Kirk off his feet over a candlelit dinner for two. Kirk has finally found a lover that truly understands him at his very core. His own gay ass! <laughs> this erotic tale is 4,000 words of sizzling human-on-gay ass action, including anal, blowjobs, rough sex, cream pies, and sentient butt love. Sentient butt love! Oh my god! There's another <laughs> band in there! Exactly! Holy shit. Okay, sentient now we've got, a, we've got a triple feature now. I know. Sentient butt love. So how great is this? So right now it's on Kindle Unlimited for free. And uh, if you don't have Kindle Unlimited, if you have Prime, you can borrow it for free. Okay. Otherwise, it's only two ninety nine. Otherwise, if you just want to amuse yourself, like go to his page on Amazon and just read through the different... He has billion, a lot of books. Billion books he has. Yeah, so it's Chuck Tingle. You've got to check this guy out. <laughs> 
He's got some fascinating books, man, I'll tell you. He's my friend on Twitter. He's awesome. Okay, so I found this article here, and I wanted to share it. Okay. Um, I haven't read the article yet, so (laughs) this is going to be an adventure for all of us. Um, The difference between a buttload, boatload, and shitload. Okay. I know that they all have historical meanings, so yes. I actually know what a buttload is. I know that it has to do with wine. Yes. So, buttload, a butt, is a traditional unit of volume used for wines and other alcoholic beverages. Don't say I don't know all about wine, baby. (laughs) (laughs) A butt is generally defined to be two hogsheads, but the size of hogsheads varies according to the contents. In the United States, a hogshead is typically 63 gallons, and a butt is 126 gallons. Holy shit. Okay. That's a lot of wine. Yeah, that is a lot of wine. So a buttload of wine really is a buttload of wine. Yes. (laughs) I I wonder if swimming in wine is a fetish. Oh! I I would totally do that, although I read the horror stories about somebody bathing in champagne and the terrible things that it did to their vagina. Eek! Yeah. But I would love to swim through wine. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. This might get cut, but I have to ask. <laughs> what on earth does champagne do to a vagina? I don't know. They got some kind of... I, I, it burned. Oh, it yeah, burned. Yes. Horrible. I, I've never stuck alcohol in my vagina. I don't know. <laughs> but the idea of a champagne bath, I guess, is really not such a good one, but I'd love to swim through wine. I don't know why. I think why. wine would be fine. I mean, it's just grapes. It's just fermented grapes. It'd be totally I don't, fine. I don't know. We should to do try it. Sometime. We should do it and take pictures. Totally. Well, I wouldn't do it and not take pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is our podcast for the day. So, uh, it's been wicked. <laughs> Ciao.